Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, welcome back to the Confident Woman Podcast. Today we are talking about our relationships, past, present, and maybe future for some people if you're single. Hopefully you're not thinking of a future relationship if you're not single. But, you know, we just had a lot of people in our Facebook group and in our community just that are single, that are dating, and like the frustrations they have, and which I see because the dating world today is kind of a little insane. I'm happy to not be in it. But we just wanted to share some of our experiences and, you know, kind of what you should be looking for in a relationship, the kind of person, like what your non-negotiables are, what you're willing to settle with, not settle with, and realizing that if you're out looking for the perfect person, you're going to be single forever. Sorry for the hard truth, but that doesn't exist. I like to think I'm pretty perfect, but if you ask my husband, I'm sure he'll tell you things about me that are not. So, <laughs> so Rachel, you've been married for... 10 years. Wow. Yes. Congrats. Well, thank you. Decade. Yes, we just hit the decade. What's that anniversary? Is that like the... I honestly don't know. I, I was kind of looking those that either. up and I just said, well, let's just, we got here. So let's just celebrate that yeah. part. So I guess we didn't look but for don't a people label do or anything. Like, there's I think the there paper, is. like first anniversary is paper or something, like what your gifts are supposed to be. So yeah. I'm not the only one that doesn't know. Perfect. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I, <laughs> no, I gave I it about it four minutes of Googling and I was got just it. like, you know, it's just a card and what we have accomplished all these years and just really taking that moment to celebrate. Okay. And so we're not much of the gifters. When's so. your anniversary? What month? May. Is that when you went to Hawaii? Yes. So you did that for your tenure. Yeah. So we, took, solid. we took a trip to celebrate and mm-hmm. just really spent some QT and just quality time and just you know taking in everything and it's just yeah. you know looking back at a decade that's uh quite an accomplishment even that is behalf. so yes we're very proud and and happy to be in our happy place yes. yes and has it always been so happy no to be honest <laughs> I mean I don't think anyone any relationship is right. perfect every single day there's going to be ups and downs because I mean just if you're in a relationship even with yourself you're going to have ups and downs mm-hmm. so when you bring in two people it always kind of complicates things because we have expectations where you have two people bringing two different personalities, traits, characters, expectations to the table. And, you know, not you're not always going to be on the same page. And I think that what mm-hmm. makes it work is that understanding and compromise as well because we can easily take things out of context. Mm-hmm. And if <laughs> we're coming from a place of, like, unmet expectations – the other person might get upset, and so we can bring, like, some disagreements to the table, and that's not very good for any home or couple or any relationship in that sense. But just knowing that your partner has your best interest and intent mm-hmm. and know their heart, and that's kind of what, when we take a step back and think about that, like, okay, where, you know, what are we both bringing our best selves to this table? Right. And I see so many people that are throwing the towel really quickly, I feel like, because People say, oh, if, if they don't make me happy, then we shouldn't be together, which obviously is BS because you make yourself happy first. That other person is – no one else is going to make you happy. But I think that's like the overall thesis of people is like, oh, if I'm not happy, blah, 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 I yes. should exit this relationship. Oh, my gosh. We're so mm-hmm. quick to quit on everything. Everything. Yes. everything. <laughs> I mean, whether it's a relationship, a job, you know, starting a new venture, mm-hmm. a sport, whatever it might be, because we just think that there's going to be something, the next best thing is available. Mm-hmm. And 
to be honest, you have to nurture what you have. You have to push through the hard because that's actually what shapes and shifts you into becoming your best self. Mm -hmm. So I don't know for you, Aaron, but Mm -hmm. for me, that was a huge lesson because I kind of had some of those, you know, when things get tough, you're just kind of like, all right, it's hard. I'm going to quit. But I guess I'm, for me personally, I just don't quit. I take Mm -hmm. a step back and just, even if I have to spend some time in my head trying to figure this stuff out and, you know, coming back to it and saying, okay, what can I do different in this? Because I'm willing to make it work because I know that the outcome is worth it. Mm -hmm. And so it's different too when you're, I guess, casually dating versus looking for someone to marry, for example. So both of us are married and I know, and just what you said, everyone like quits, everything's so easy. And I think in the very beginning of, I don't want to say every relationship because maybe you're just dating and you're not planning on marrying. (laughs) We don't know. I don't know what what people are looking for. But, like, having that plan in place and knowing, like, what you're going to do when things go awry. Because if you're starting a business or if you're start—and you you see that long-term vision, you're seeing, like, there's going to be obstacles and things are going to happen. What is the plan of action to deal with such and such? So when Ryan and I got married, so Ryan's, like, grew up. Catholic his entire life. So when we got married, we had to do this like weekend retreat thing. And at first I was like, gosh, this is such a waste of time. Like, why are we going to a retreat for marriage? I love you. You love me. That's enough, right? (laughs) And so, so what was interesting though is like, and they have you do like these little like test things and you talk with a counselor, but I'm so grateful it happened because they asked us a lot of questions that we hadn't talked about. And just certain little everyday things that would be like, whether like futuristically having kids or like, what's your expectation of like household chores, for example, like, you know what I mean? Like have all this, a plan up front. So like you are aware of the expectations or what's gonna, like what your plan of action is if those aren't met. And it was like really challenging, like the counselor asking this stuff, but I'm so glad he did because it did prepare us. And it made us realize, like, the difference in our personalities because so when when Ryan and I argue, I know that's shocking that we do argue at times. Usually I start it, but I'm someone that, like, we disagree. I want to talk about it, figure it out right this second and move on because the longer it takes for him, I'm like, clearly you don't care about this or, like, why? You know, I just want to fix it and move on and be happy again. And he takes a little longer to... Because he thinks a lot about, like, what he intends to say and what he means. Like, he takes more time to think it through and process. And so going through that counseling and talking to that person, like, that was just an eye-opening thing right there. Like, just giving us suggestions. Like, I know when we have an argument, he's not saying anything. That I ask him, like, do you need five minutes? And he'll say, like, yes or no. And then that's, like, a compromise on the other end. Like, it has to be within, like five to 10 minutes. We can't wait a day to talk about what's bothering us. So like just little things like that, I think if you have a plan in action, because you know stuff like that's going to happen, but how do you treat it and react? (laughs) No, that's, I I love that perspective on Mm -hmm. it because we're similar Mm -hmm. and where my husband also wants to solve it right away. And Mm. for me, I just need some time to kind of process it as well because if something were to strike a nerve in me I don't want to immediately react out of pain or like anger or something so usually the other person why why there's a disagreement is because obviously somebody is upset in that relationship so to take that time to kind of gather your thoughts gather you know cool down and just come back to the conversation and just be open about it say you know I'm sorry what you had said triggered something in me you know I, I, I didn't know 
that was an area that maybe I need to work on mm-hmm. or I know that wasn't your intent. And, you know, so it depends on the level of like your communication in, in that relationship as well, but also your awareness level to recognize what had triggered that instead of just coming from a place of defense. Mm-hmm. You're right. And so you and Ryan are the deep thinkers. Of we the are. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> yes. And also, too, I want to talk about also some of the single life because I know before I met Ryan, let's back up, I did probably like a lot of dating websites, which is probably not any different than any normal single person today, and went out on lots of dates. And it was fun for the, like the free dinner and drinks part. Like that was cool. But... <laughs> It was crazy because I feel like when you're at that point where you want a relationship and you want something and you know that, you're willing to force anything to work. So there's a lot of guys that I dated previously that I look back and I'm like, there's no compatibility. There's no reason. <laughs> but like I tried to force things to work and make it work. I used to say like, I will make this relationship work or die trying and like almost died. So, you know, so I think like at first if you are single, you need to First, validate yourself and make yourself happy. I thought I was doing those things and I wasn't. Like, if I look back, there's, I was definitely looking for somebody else to fill a void instead of me filling that void. And that took time to learn. But if you are single and you are looking, think about the things that are important to you, the non-negotiables, the things that you're looking for, and not settle. Because sometimes we'll see those red flags and we're just like, oh, that's a little thing. Not everyone's perfect. I can work around this. And again, like we said, no one is perfect. So there are times you'll see something that isn't exactly 100% how you want it to be. That doesn't mean they're the worst person or you shouldn't be with them. But decide up front what your non-negotiables are within reason. You can't be like, oh, I'm not going to date anyone unless they're a millionaire or unless... Yeah, and those those are characters, characteristic traits that we kind of look for. We're almost like kind of drawn to them. And it's it's a way that... Mm -hmm. We are drawn to those that we see may need some work in ourselves as well. Like, mm-hmm. let's just say you're drawn to some guy who is just oozing with confidence. And maybe it's because you see yeah. something you want to attract in yourself as well. But you bring up that good point about, you know, kind of ignoring the warning signs. And I think that when we start dating, and I know obviously I'm speaking from my own personal experience as well, is that when we're in that relationship the whole context of love is blind. It's so true because in hindsight, you can obviously see it, Mm -hmm. but we overlook all the negatives of what our friends and family would point out to us. And we find ourselves making excuses and justifying the actions or behaviors of that other partner, because in turn, we actually just want to make us feel happy and whole. And that if we have this relationship that's going to fail, it's a reflection of us again, Mm -hmm. not finding that person, that there's something wrong with us, that, you know, you're going to start kind of going down this rabbit hole of Mm self-sabotaging. And, but, you know, when you're able to recognize that this person is not a fit for you because you're so grounded in who you are, that when you come to the table as a whole person and not looking for that other person to complete you. Right. And so for, from my experience, you need two whole people to come together for a relationship to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think when you do find those right people that it becomes obvious because when I first met Ryan, well, we, I think it's a, it's like a different scenario because we were long distance for our relationship until we got married. He was in Nebraska, me in Ohio, and we met in Hawaii. It's a weird long story, but we were distance. And so I feel like that was almost a benefit because we had to 
talk on the phone to get to know each other. So there was no distractions. I know when people go out on dates now, it's like go to the bar, grab drinks, but you're like on your phone or whatever. You're not fully present. And so, but one thing I noticed with Ryan when we first started talking on the phone was just like, it was just a breath of fresh air because we talked about the things naturally that I wanted to talk about, but it wasn't like forced because I was always big into like when I first started talking with Ryan, he talked about how much he wanted to change the world and be a positive impact. I'm like, yeah, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, and then the more I talked to him, I was like, he really does want to and like take steps and actions and has a vision and a long term goal and like things that he wanted to accomplish. And he was constantly working on himself and growing and being the best kind of person. And, you know, I grew up Christian my whole entire life. So faith was always something that was important to me. And we talked about that often and a lot. And it felt so like natural and like not judgmental, you know, and just the conversations that we had, I feel like he drew me closer to my religion and closer to my faith. And like, just like little things like that, where it's nothing was forced. We didn't even talk every day because we were separated, but it was just felt good and right. And it was leading me to the places I wanted to be. Not that I needed him to, for me to become that person, but it was like leading in that direction of fulfilling the things that I wanted for myself already that I already knew. But here was somebody that was on that same path. Right. And you find a partner that brings out the best in you. And so together you grow together. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, in any relationship, you're you know, the average of the people you surround yourself with. So if you're constantly spending time with this partner, I right. would assume you want to become a better person. And whether that's you picking up your partner or vice versa, but you're on that same path of growth and mm -hmm. growing together. And that's what's going to make the relationship grow and just flourish to its best as well. Because you both have each other's interests and intent as well as your own self-interest and intent. So growing together all starts with knowing what you want, your expectations, the level of acceptance that you're going to take from that other person as well. Mm -hmm. So I think I, just overall, come to the table as your best self. Mm -hmm. You're going to attract that partner who is equally, if not slightly ahead of you. And, and don't then, lessen yourself. Right. For and so, you know, in every relationship, there's going to be, you know, nobody's 100% equal coming to the table. But right. if you have the same interests, you're going to grow together. And it's, it's an amazing and beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So if you're, even if you're just dating or in the dating world, I think, or single or looking to, I think the biggest takeaways are just to set up what your non-negotiables are, know who you are, know what you want to do, what fulfills you, what drives you, what you want your end game to look like, and then just seek out the person that complements that. Is that the right word? Yeah, compliments are great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Great word to go along with that. And would you say listen to your friends about the red flags or not? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes so I, it's like, <laughs> you know, and I guess it can go both ways because you maybe have a friend that's kind of jealous or something. True. Yeah. But you never know. But you should just take in other people's outside perspective because mm -hmm. I know in any relationship you just you have this tunnel vision. You're just blinded. Oh, my gosh, this person's amazing. It's the you know, they're the the love of my life. They're my whole world. And it's After like, three days. slow down. <laughs> because I know that we get excited because it's just, we feel like we, you know, it's euphoric. We found somebody mm -hmm. who actually wants to spend time with us, who brings out the best of us. And I think from just a human perspective, we want to give and yeah. love. And so we now have a person that we have that, you know, ability to. And this isn't just about like relationships, like marriage and dating yeah. and stuff, but also look at your friendships, like yeah. coworker relationships. You know, 
bring the best yourself and those people are going to rise up together with you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just have to know, again, your non-negotiables, know your values, know your beliefs, know your worth, know what you're going to settle for and accept. And there's always going to be a level and a threshold. So once you kind of hit those, then you can decide whether you're going to pursue something further or if this is a time to step away. Absolutely. So hopefully all that was helpful. I think futuristically, we have a lot of different subcategories we could go from that. I know Rachel and I both work with our spouses sometimes. I mean, we have things on our own too, but like that, and we want to talk about, I mean, we could go a hundred different directions, new relationships, whatever, all this kind of stuff. So we'll talk about some of those futuristically, but hopefully you got some good takeaways from today and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thank you so much.